0: Welcome to Loop Me In, the podcast community for parents and carers on raising children with disabilities. Join presenters, Dr. Lisa Intelligi and Christine Christopoulos and their guests in sharing experiences, information, and support ideas to help children with disabilities flourish. Loop Me In is brought to you weekly on platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher to name a few. You can learn more. Connect to the Loop Me In community and listen to more episodes on our website loop-me-in.com.au. Good
1: day everyone. My name's Brayden Jason and I will be your guest presenter for the Loop Me In podcast. The lovely ladies Lisa and Christine asked me after my last podcast if you don't recognize my voice or my name, I was on a previous episode. So if you haven't don't recognize me or my voice or my name, go back listen to it like be looped in that's the point that's the that's the podcast isn't it loop me in stay looped in but i got a very special guest with me today one of probably the three most special guests i could probably think of one of my three (laughs) brothers nathan jason say g'day nathan
2: how's it going guys good to be on the podcast
1: Yeah, so for those who haven't listened to the pod to my episode, so I am legally blind. I'm a two-time Paralympic swimmer, seven-time Australian representative swim team member, and Nathan Jason is also legally blind as well. So there we have four brothers and two of us are blind and two aren't. So if you didn't listen to last episode, I talk a lot of banter. We have a bit of fun and talk about some serious stuff, but the ladies ask for the two banter brothers to come on and talk, which I'm not sure is a good idea, but hopefully we can give you guys some good (laughs) tips as two people with a disability living the best life they can and give you guys some tips for growing up and whatnot. But I think we've had a pretty good upbringing, Nathan and I. We've been through some stuff, as a lot of people (laughs) do with disabilities, but I'd like to start off with, Nathan, maybe just introduce yourself, say how old you are, what you do, what your favourite kind of coffee is. You know, all the all the important Favorite stuff. So, of coffee. Yeah, but, but everyone know who you
2: are. Yep. Yeah, so obviously I'm the third brother of four. So younger one to Brayden. My name's obviously Nathan Jason. I'm nearly 20 years old. I was doing swimming as well alongside Braden at the USC Spartan swim team. I was made a couple of national finals and was very close to making teams, but now I've transferred over to start doing um Track and field for Athletics Australia, which is very exciting. Um, Favourite coffee, I don't really know. Dad's gotten me onto the Ice Long Black for the last couple of months, so a bit of a coffee stub a little bit now. So starting to <laughs> like my coffees now. So, yeah, probably Ice Long Black, I'd say.
1: Nah, coffee's a – I feel – I feel. I make a joke sometimes saying it's half my personality, but I was actually doing some thinking <laughs> the other day that um, – would you say, Nathan, that having a coffee would be a blind adaptation, like a way to adapt? Now listen to me. So this isn't a, isn't a tip for everyone to say have, drink more coffee, but I honestly think I drink coffee so my senses are heightened, so my reactions are faster. So in sport, I can keep up with the vision, guys.
2: What do you reckon? That's fair. I, I kind of agree with that. I feel like the moment I have a coffee, like my whole body just like awakens, I guess. And then, yeah, I can't train on it like I've had a coffee because I feel, like, drowsy and slow. So, yeah, I train or I'll race or anything. So, yeah, I get what you mean. I yeah. feel like, yeah, my reaction would be quicker if I have a coffee. That's, That's pretty I effective, mean, actually.
1: It's a pride in the old Jason household that our, that our starts and swimming and running <laughs> are, are faster than even, <laughs> even the other body guys. So, maybe it might be <laughs> a bit of an adaption that... Coffee helps. I will
2: say my start's been woeful since I've started track though but they're getting better <laughs> yeah so obviously
1: you've you've trained you've you've retired from the old swimming you've hung up the togs in the towel and you've gone to para athletics so what's, yeah. what's the transition been like
2: it's been so good hey like the last couple of months going into training like even like started this year when I started and the end of last year was pretty woeful I was just like getting a training i was just hating it but ever since the change it's been so good it's like ever the whole life's been different like have more energy to do stuff now more motivated to do stuff outside of like yeah sport and uni and stuff it's been so good but um so much different when you think about it just not as much training as swimming obviously but it's been really good the whole like para scene is like much the exact same obviously so it's been awesome
1: do you think it's good having a community Of like so para sport, you've gone from para-swimming to now para athletics. Do you think it's important for people with a disability to use those outlets and not so much to be the best like athlete in the world, but just to have a community of like-minded people with similar stories and backgrounds? Do you think it's been really important to your development to becoming the best person you can be, really?
2: Oh, of course, definitely. I feel like having a community of people that like understand like the same sort of things that you would have been going through or will be going through. It's really handy because like obviously going from like swimming to a whole sport that I haven't really had anything to do with for like my whole life, it was really like a bit confronting obviously because it's like meeting new people, whole new experiences. But having people like in the para scene and community kind of made it a lot easier to like jump into. Like didn't feel like I was getting thrown into the deep end, I guess. So it was really good. Like I feel like, made it a lot easier to transfer over that way
1: Mm. I think like like obviously in my last episode I talked about how important for me sport was as an outlet to not just like be an athlete but I think it also just set me up for life like like you said like I'd be very confident in saying a lot of people with disabilities wouldn't be confident to just uproot whatever they feel comfortable in and try something completely different like In the sports scene, swimming is the complete opposite to
2: running. Like realistically, yeah, exactly right. So I, yeah, I I feel like I I couldn't see myself if I wasn't doing any some sort of sport. Mm. I feel like it's just yeah, like my way of, outletting just me as a person. I guess that's
1: it. It doesn't even have to be like we're obviously competing at the highest level. Sometimes we don't really talk about it that much, but there's not many other more athletic. Blind people on the planet but there's we've only got yeah that's about, it six hey. percent vision we're doing pretty good for mm-hmm. ourselves like there's only oh hell yeah a handful of people sprinkled throughout europe really
2: yeah that's In it Australia, it's even just- then though like yeah like you said like we're obviously competing at such a high level but even like doing our social basketball we do on a tuesday just on the sunny coast kind of thing just like playing basketball on a tuesday night socially with like our mixed boys and girls team it's been so much fun it doesn't even have to be so serious, but it's just such a fun thing to do that we always, like, we've done it for, what, the last, like, three, four years even? I couldn't even tell you how long we've done it for.
1: Yeah, off and on. So, so good. Off and yeah. on for four years. But so you yeah. brought up basketball. And I'm sure a couple of the people listening now being like, what? There's two blind guys <laughs> with 6% vision playing basketball. And we just love it. Like, <laughs> Like we're obviously when the ball's in our hands, I think I might have talked about it in the last episode. But when the ball's in our hands, we're good catching the ball. Yeah, not so good. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially like, like the court we play on. It's like a dark, like a deep brown court, and the court's probably the same color as the ball. So there's been a yeah, couple of instances terrible. where we've like the ball oh, on the this... ground at our feet,
2: and we can't even see. it. <laughs> there's some shockers. Hey, I remember last time we played. Ash was throwing me the ball from like the opposite side. And I was like, there standing. I saw him like wind up to throw it over his head over towards me. The moment he let go, the ball went through a blind spot. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm not getting that now. <laughs> Hit me straight in the chest and I lost it. Well, it like, but yeah, once it's in our hands, it's fun.
1: Yeah. But it's just, it's just fun. Like, like yeah. I'll, I, some days I'll do that. And use it all too. We do four to five hours of training. So, like two and a half hours in the morning, two and a half hours in the afternoon, yeah. finish student training at 5.30. We have a basketball game <laughs> at 6, but
2: it's just – Go play, yeah, basketball at 6, 6.30.
1: Yeah, we just love doing it. And, like, yes, it's tiring, but it's what we love doing. And I think that's something, like, we both do, and I think our parents push us to do is just do what you love. And that's what you're now following with track is you're just doing what you love. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're the best yeah, or the literally. Best, but we've got to. Yeah, pretty- I
2: feel like the thing that mom and dad did really well with us was that they didn't like constrict us to doing like things that would benefit or like help us being visually impaired. Like, I feel like they kind of not threw us in the deep end, so, so to say, but like got us to try heaps of different things. And then, yeah, we grew to love those different things we tried and just like let us figure out our own way to figure out things like same thing with like surf and swimming and track and basketball they've just thrown us in and we've just found the things that we've loved out of it and figure out our own way to like navigate it all i feel like that's probably the best thing that they've done it's been awesome
1: that's it and it's not like it's not like they pushed us to become tennis players because let's be honest i think yeah that's it pays a lot more than track and swimming if oh money yeah was a focus for them like actually you played yeah. tennis for a bit there didn't you
2: yeah, I remember in like grade two. I just moved when we moved from Cronulla, we um we um went to Chancellor and then mom was wanted us to do wanted me to do tennis practice. And then one of my good friends that I've like known for years, one of my best friends, Keely, she trained with us and I knocked her tooth out in my second session. <laughs> oh, that's the one memory from from tennis. I don't think I played after that.
1: I'm surprised you even connected like ball to racket. Like I only oh. have a couple of things that I'm not good at or can't do. Yeah, one is darts, one is tennis, <laughs> one's badminton, and another one's bowling. Oh. I hate bowling. Yeah,
2: I can't do. I can't do bowling. Oh. Same with badminton in high school. That sucked. Like I had a wicked serve, and in the moment they returned it, I was just like, oh yeah, I can't do anything about it now.
1: Yeah, so that was
2: the one sport we did at high school that I just hated. <laughs> I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, so for some more more context, guys, so in grade 11 and 12, at the school we went to, we did, like, one of the subjects for, like, senior school was obviously PE, and Nathan and I, obviously, being sporty people, loved PE. And you had to do four sports a year, and one of the sports was badminton. Now, I'm sure you guys have watched badminton, seen how it works, and, oh, but that's just us. Like, we just, all we wanted to do was pass. We didn't care about getting A's, B's, distinctions, high distinctions, like, okay, we need to just do this. We need to, like, it <laughs> done. And I think that's just uh, kind of what we've been growing up doing. It's like, okay, if there's things we can't do, if you have to do it, you just get it done. <laughs> there's no... Yeah, that's it. Like, filling out a form, you just go, okay, just got to get it done. Badminton... I think I got aci I don't,
2: I don't I didn't fail. I think I got a C. I think I, I got a D plus. So <laughs> I know I had to I had to get my theory really, really good. I think I got an A in theory and then just did a yeah D plus in the prac, which was 50 50, so I passed. But, but yeah thing, like, like I hated that.
1: <laughs> we just don't focus on the things we can't do. Hey, it's just Yeah, that's it. I I we're that's stubborn what like that. It's just don't Yeah. Just don't focus on things you can't do. I, don't focus on not being able to play darts. I just Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. And I think that's that's probably one of my main tips to anyone listening who has a disability or someone who's got kids or friends or brothers or sisters or cousins or stepdogs, aunties. Like just and- <laughs> find the things you love to do and just do them. Do you agree, Nate?
2: Yeah, that's it. Like you don't have to dwell on the things you can't do as long as you're doing what you can do and doing it well or as long as you're having fun with what you can do. It's all that really matters, I guess.
1: That's it. I know there's been a few other podcasts with people who are, who are siblings of people who have disabilities. I know the ladies, some of the ladies' sons and daughters have been on talking about their experiences, but I think we're a bit, we're there's not many of us on the, I've never met two blonde siblings before, have you, Nate?
2: Not that I can think of, hey. Yeah. Like no, I can't think of anybody.
1: But I think we never really were raised any differently. I think mum and dad were pretty awesome in the way that like, well, I wasn't really diagnosed until I was eight. So they just thought I was a yeah <laughs> a space cadet. A fairy gumby, fairy. a gumby yeah. kid. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's just off with the fairies. But I think that was kind yeah. of good. It's just like they didn't. Yeah, know. I
2: I didn't I didn't want I couldn't think of anything worse than being treated as if I was any different though. I feel like that's the worst thing you can do. That's it. Because like, then yeah, you start dwelling on the things you can't do. And then people treat you differently. It's oh gross, I don't want to be treated like that. That's it. Like it help normal, us out yeah. when we can, but other than that, just we're normal, we're a normal person. It doesn't change what we are. 100 percent Who we are.
1: Yeah. Like I think I think through university, I think I did what, four years of uni doing my journalism degree. Yeah. And I don't think I reckon there's only three or four people that knew I was blind. Yeah, I reckon two of those yeah. Are computers.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hey, the only times I had to do it was in like when you go to lectures and like they have like the big projector screen and they like they point to people to answer questions. And I was like, I can, I have no idea what you're showing me. I'm paying attention, I promise, but I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, do you want to answer A? I was like, yeah, maybe <laughs> after once I know what's on the screen. Yeah.
1: That's it. Like yeah, sometimes it. it is awkward just telling people that you've got the thing. I know we're a bit stubborn in the sense that we don't tell people, but when oh, we, yeah. I've told people they have been so great and helping yeah, us that's out. that's it. Have you found uni? I know you're, you're getting back into it this semester. Yeah. Are you pumped?
2: Yeah, started. Yeah, I'm actually really keen. I'm starting to do occupational therapy, which is sick. And um, I obviously went down to Sydney last on the weekend. So I just got back yesterday and saw my cousin who's also doing OT. And we went and had dinner with uh, his young brother for his birthday. And he's a fussy eater. So Dane was showing me some of the stuff that he does with like children with autism because they're very fussy. And he was doing the same sort of thing with him, which was awesome. And I was like, ever since he showed me that, I've just been like, oh, hell yeah, let's start this. I'm really excited to start. That's awesome. I really like helping people with disabilities kind of thing. We've always done the same sort of thing at like seahorse nippers, like teaching kids with mental disabilities to um like surf and do nippers and stuff it's so fun
1: yeah do you want to talk a little bit about the about seahorse nippers i don't know if i talked about it in the last episode but it's just we love yeah it.
2: so um yeah it's so fun so me and brayden they um are members at well life members i think we are at um the alex surf club up on the sunny coast and um yeah for the last like 10 years or so um the noosa surf club have done like something called seahorse nippers where they get um, children with intellectual disabilities to come down to the beach on, like, a Sunday for a couple weekends throughout the year or, we'll, like, during summer to do, um, like, nippers. So we do, like, bodyboarding and surfing and putting me on the mouths and um, just heaps of different things, hey? Like, we do, like, little, like, flags, same sort of things that normal nipper sessions would do, but we have um, our life savers to come and help out with individual kids and teach them heaps of different stuff like that. So me and Braden have done that for the last, like, five years since Alex has done the same sort of thing as NUSA and we do it on a Sunday. We finish training most Saturday mornings. We go down and help the kids out. It's so much fun. I just feel like it's really rewarding seeing the kids smile and they like, yeah, they're so nervous to go in the water at first, but by the end of it, they're jumping around on the surfboards. They're having a good old time. It's so good. Yeah. You see some pretty crazy like
1: transitions from like, I know kids who just refuse to go into the water, and yeah. just struggle. And then, and then a couple of weeks Down the track, you can't get them out of the water. That's the issue. Yeah, they're
2: frothing the whole time. Mate,
1: like, we got to go up. Santa's coming, like, at Christmas. We get Santa to come. (laughs) And you're like, nah, I'm staying in. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, you've done a great (laughs) job, but now it's gone the other way. We can't get them out of the water.
2: I know. It's so fun to see. Like, we've had a couple different ones. Like, we've had kids with some physicals. And then I remember last time you had a little fully blind girl and got her to start surfing. And I remember you did a post on Instagram about it. It was so sick just seeing, like, because obviously it's very confronting to go out to the ocean where there's waves and stuff. Some kids have never had that kind of like output to the ocean and seeing them go from terrified to like just loving it and don't want to get out and frothing over it.
1: I think the main thing too with the whole, like, the whole fear is just that fear of failure. Like, yes, they're young, yeah. but I think it's the parents as well. Like, I know we've been flying yeah. the deep end, done some pretty silly oh, yeah. things that like people with vision <laughs> impairment shouldn't do but definitely when, when we failed like we're still here we're not we may have heard, yeah, that's heard it. ourselves a little bit but i love <laughs> failing failing's great at least then i know like okay that's not that's not for me and i'd recommend failing to anyone whether you're oh yeah hell
2: yeah just fail depending yeah whatever it is hey even if it is like in the ocean or just doing anything hey just failing's the only way you can learn and whether it's injuring yourself or doing something stupid, I feel like that's the only way you can learn.
1: Yeah. And is that I don't necessarily say a metric of failure is injuring yourself. Oh, but, but, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that happens. It is, yeah. Obviously, you do it within reason. Like, if you want to do chess club, if you want to try chess, let them try chess. And if they're not very good at chess and they don't really get how the pieces work, they'll probably soon figure out that they're not winning and go, okay move on to arts, craft, music. Like, Yeah, that's I it. I know we're probably ramping on about sport and surf a lot, but that's what we love, and I'll, I'll talk about it. Yeah, that's it. Hey. Come on.
2: Yeah, that's it. We could talk about it all day.
1: That's it, but probably shouldn't. That's probably not what probably not want to hear.
2: Yeah.
1: Unless you do, <laughs> feel free to let the ladies know if you want to hear about us talk about sport for hours on end, but I'm oh, sure we the ladies have a lot sure. more important things to talk about <laughs> but we can speaking of things to talk about I gave Nathan the heads up so obviously where the two guests hosts at the moment ladies aren't here so we can kind of go on on a bit of a bit of tangents and talk about what we want to talk about but you're in a bit of a an interesting relationship at the moment Nathan aren't you so I, know <laughs> I, I talked about me and my partner Cara and like the struggles and difficulties we have, her being able-bodied full side and how she helps me and also how I help her as well. But you're actually dating a fellow Blinky, aren't you?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it, hey. So, um, yeah, my girlfriend moved from Sydney to join my, well, my old swim squad and Brayden swim squad at the university. And she's also vision impaired as well. So, um, yeah, we've been dating for a couple of months now. But um, it's been pretty good. Like, obviously, it's hard with different things like obviously the main thing is like transport and getting away around. But, um, I feel like it's been pretty, like, like we've navigated it pretty well because obviously we all know like the same sort of things that we struggle with and she knows because she has the same sort of thing. So we kind of work our way around, but she always seems to drop the question of, um, can you read the the menu to me when we ever, like when we go out for dinner and stuff, it's oh yeah, I'll read it now, do you? <laughs> and she's like, ah, oh, that's right. <laughs> but no, we, <laughs> <laughs> that's always a classic one but um no it's good it's definitely hard but obviously we've done the same sort of thing our whole life and like trying to be as independent as we can but like us together we both know and we both have done it for ages so it's kind of come very naturally I guess do you think it'd be
1: like a benefit like because obviously like Kara can't quite my partner Cara can't quite relate to certain difficulties I have do you think dating someone who also has a disability and like we have obviously the same, but like, do you think it adds a certain bonus and a bit of comfort and a bit of familiarity? Oh yeah. For sure, it's what you seek in a
2: relationship. Do you reckon it's actually yeah. helpful? No, for sure. She's very understanding in the sense that like, cause like the last couple of days I went through like eye testing down in Sydney, which is why I went down there. And like, I got back last night and I was just exhausted. Like, I fell asleep on the plane. I was about to fall asleep in the car home and I was just wrecked. And like, obviously she's done the same sort of thing. So she's had the same sort of like experiences with stuff like that. So she understands. So, so yeah, the understanding around stuff like that is so good. And it's just, yeah, everything just seemed to flow so easily because yeah, sh- shared experiences and shared like feelings about different things. So yeah, I feel like it's been really, yeah, comforting in that sort of sense.
0: Yeah.
1: That's it, and obviously I've known Jenna for years. Like I've jammed yeah. with Jenna, so having her join the family, it's like, ah, oh, got got another one. We're taking over the family now. There's, there's the <laughs> we can take him taking back. over, take him over. <laughs> yeah, sit in the front row at the movies.
2: Oh, I know. I need to take. She's always, she's always wanted to go to the front seats, but all the people that she's been with the last time she's gone to the movies never want to sit the front. But it's like me and you love seeing the front section. So oh. now she's like, oh, I'll actually want to go to the movies now.
1: Yeah, back of the front section. So that's good.
2: always it. Hell yeah. The best thing is no so good. Is it, it's just us. Yeah, it's always it's always free. <laughs> Except when there's subtitles, like when we saw Shang-Chi. <laughs> that's
1: that's a pretty funny story. So, uh-huh. so obviously. We um we can't read subtitles in movies. So if like me and Kari watching a movie, it we'll get half of the subtitles and I'll sit quietly. She goes, Oh, sorry. But um for any like Nathan and I are, are massive Marvel superhero Star Wars fans. And we um we went and saw one of the new Marvel movies called Shang-Chi, and it was like a Chinese, I don't I don't know if it's Chinese, but an Asian-based I think it's Chinese, yeah. Superhero, yeah. So um the first 10 minutes of the movie, the prologue was all in Mandarin. And we kind of looked at it <laughs> and we're like, oh, no, we've picked it back.
2: <laughs> what? It was so, I reckon at least 40% of that movie was in Chinese too. So halfway yeah. we just sit there laughing and being like, yes, yes, mm, Chinese think, stuff. Mm. We just went
1: home and we literally just Googled like... <laughs> Shang Chi (laughs) prologue, and then it would come up. We read. Yeah, I just just, that makes
2: sense. I just I just got a review of like what was going on. Like we didn't realize like that was like the chick's mum or something, (laughs) something like that. It's like the chick's auntie or mum until like the very end of the movie. Oh that makes so much more sense now. (laughs) That's
1: it. But I think if you guys haven't noticed, I think we laugh we laugh at ourselves a lot because like some of the things we do is funny. Some things aren't funny. Obviously, we don't we don't laugh at certain things, but. I think like we're happy just to laugh at ourselves, like going to see a movie that's half in Mandarin and not realizing, and going, <laughs> okay, that wasn't a, that wasn't a, probably a good movie to go see with two blind yeah. men. But very I, entertaining though oh, to talk about. That's it. That's it. And I think <laughs> I'd almost call it a coping mechanism, but I think yeah. Yeah, it's something that's really set us up well, really. I think if you can't laugh at yourselves and when it's appropriate, obviously, but if you can't laugh at yourselves, like I love laughing. That's just yeah. something that brings me enjoyment. So I'm happy to laugh at myself when I do something silly or when you do something silly. Like even I'm trying to think of an example because we obviously we swim and we work in the Paralympic space and there's so many funny things that happen. Like it must look it like happens an all the time. circus
2: training sometimes. It's like when we, when we started playing Fortnite like a couple of years ago and you thought of doing – um, you were like, we should do Twitch streaming because we'd be like – because half our freaking the times we play together are so funny because we're just talking absolute smack the whole time. And because we're like, we're not the greatest, obviously, because we can't see the best, but it's just so entertaining. And then you were like, we should just do it. People would find it so funny because we're just laughing at ourselves the whole time and people just pop out of nowhere and just kill us. It's, oh, yeah, nice. That's <laughs> that was it. fun
1: that's just something we love to do. And uh, that comes back to it. Like probably our whole mantra, our whole philosophy on how we live is we just do what we love. We don't have to be the best or we could be the worst. Like as long as like, I love playing PlayStation and talking to you on PlayStation. Yeah.
2: It's a very very visual medium, but we just love
1: doing
2: it. Half the fun is just us talking smack the whole time.
1: That's it. So Feel free to let Lisa and Christine know if you guys think your kids would like to watch two blind people play Fortnite or other <laughs> PlayStation games because we're we're probably going to jump on after this. To be honest, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> something we love doing, so we're going to do it.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. Like it. Like,
1: that's that's. I hope listening to us talk a lot of dribble today, guys. I hope you guys have really picked up on the fact that. I think our main things are we just do what we love doing. We love laughing at ourselves, each other, not afraid to fail, and just having a go. Is there anything else, any advice you could give to other parents, Nay, or
2: siblings or cousins? I feel like I just like don't write them in bubble wrap. Like obviously it'd be confronting to let your kids do stuff that like could be dangerous or stuff like that. But like I feel like yeah, that's the way you learn. And, like, they're going to find things that they love by trying different things like that, no matter what the barriers are. So I feel like, yeah, not not wrapping them in bubble wrap, so to say, but, like, just letting them try things, I guess. Then they'll find what they like and they'll know what kind of things they want to do. I feel like that's probably the best advice I could say.
1: Yeah, could not agree more. But that's just us. I'm trying to think of anything else we can help out, like, for... For siblings of people who have disabilities, but I think we kind of we've touched on those points because we're yeah, I feel we're, like we the, have, yeah. we're the two middle kids. We've got my older brother who's two years older than me. And then we've got our youngest brother who's the tallest out of all of us. He's he's uh, four years older than Aiden. I know, I wish I was tall. But I know yes, we we can't have everything. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> but I think they, ne- they never gave us any excuses. I think they knew they were just trying to better us and knew we have so yeah, much potential it. in doing anything. So, yeah, I'm just trying to th- even like you're doing like jujitsu now, aren't you? Nay? With like,
2: yeah, it's so fun. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, dad started doing jujitsu about a year ago now. Then now that I'm not swimming freaking four to six hours every day. I've had, like, time to, like, do stuff in the morning so I'm not doing gym or something. So dad was like, just come start do jits with us. So it's, like, it was a bit scary because obviously you got to start doing, like, martial arts with a bunch of dudes, but it's so fun. Ever since I've started, I've just been so hooked. Like, I train, like, three days now. I go on, like, a Saturday morning to do open mat and just wrestle with piece of dudes. Sounds a bit strange, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, it's so good. It's a very visual thing, but, like, the whole thing that I've learned is that you don't really need to like, all you have to do is just feel what they're doing kind of thing. You don't really have to like use your eyes to know what everyone's doing. It's such a, such a strange stimulus that I've never done before. Do you let them know that you're blind or do you just kind I don't of... Think any of? them No, none of them do. <laughs> I don't think any of them do. It's so funny. I, I, I don't even think like our instructor knows like Luke, I don't think he knows at all. Oh, he might, maybe I'm not sure, but yeah. It's Very funny, probably, yeah, I just get really good, close yeah. when he's demonstrating stuff. Probably, yeah, probably should be a good idea. Yeah, probably there should. Is there, isn't
1: there a blind, a little blind fella who
2: who does Yeah, dad, dad's um done a little class with um a little boy named Bento who's like I think he got like some sort of cancer in his eye the last year, so he's like slowly losing his vision. But um, yeah, apparently he I haven't heard much about him since that one session, but dad said he was such a cute little kid. And he was starting to do jujitsu, and his dad was really like worried about like what kind of stuff he could do. But I think dad said the exact same stuff that we've said. Like he just wanted him to come do like sea seahorse tippers with us, and just said just do everything. I think he was going to try and hook us up to try and have a chat with him one day. I yeah, think it was something like that. Yeah.
1: Maybe we could get him on.
2: Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Loop him in to loop me in. <laughs> yeah, loop him in.
1: There you go. Feel free to to email the the lovely ladies. Christine and Lisa, email them, see if you want to hear yeah. that. Because we can we can organise that. I think it'd be kind of cool to I be cool yeah us two and get Bento on or even yeah, cool one girl who does seahorse Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That'd be cool. We could have questions, questions and... yeah. There you go. See? Brainstorming. Sorry guys, this is probably an, is the most
2: interesting stuff. <laughs>
1: there you go. If you if you're keen to there should be something to that,
2: we, we should, there should be something we do outside of the podcast. <laughs> that's it. Well well, guys, I think
1: that should be the end of us talking. A, a lot of banter and a, but I hope you guys realize that we have a lot of fun being two blonde siblings who just do whatever we love to do. So, thank you guys for listening to us. Hope you guys enjoyed us. Feel free to listen to the episode with me and the two lovely ladies if you want to hear a little bit more about my background. But I think we we covered a lot of the stuff that I. I covered because that's my advice. But, Nay, is there anything you want to you wanna end the podcast on?
2: Um, no, I think we've covered everything. I think that, that was – I've had a lot of fun, actually. It's been really, really cool. Hopefully you guys found, like, our kind of – some of our stories that we've said interesting and enlightening, I guess. So um, thanks for having me.
1: No, beautiful. Thank you very much, guys, and please listen to the other podcasts and – Please keep listening and send through any requests you have to the lovely ladies and all the social media streams, the website and whatnot. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much. Have a good day.
0: Thanks for being part of the Loop Me In community today and joining our conversation on raising children with disabilities. Join us for the next episode on some of your favourite platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you would like to support us, please recommend the Loop Me In podcast to your network of parents, carers and providers. If you would like us to cover a topic or invite a guest to chat, please email us at contact at loop-me-in.com.au or go to our website at loop-me-in.com.au. If you've got any feedback, please let us know so we can improve and cover issues you want. And of course, if anything in the podcast today has raised concerns for you, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 224636 or Lifeline on triple14.